how's it going? Welcome to Before I Die, the podcast that questions your own mortality, but in a fun way. I'm your host, Aaron Guillen. I live on Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada. I'll be taking you with me as we unpack what it was like for guests to cross a single item off of their bucket list for the first time. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? Uh, this is Aaron, obviously. <laughs> Today, I'm not joined by anyone. So this is a solo episode. Um, so it's going to feel a little different from the regular episodes because, you know, usually there's someone here that I, I talk with, I banter with, I, I kind of go off of and feed off of. But uh, hey, that doesn't mean it's going to be any less of an episode because this is the one where I'm going to, you know, kind of share a little bit of my story or some stories from my life, I guess. Um, so let's just go into a quick intro with me. Um, hey guys, I'm Aaron. I'm a 22-year-old living in Victoria, BC. Uh, for those who don't know the area or maybe not in Canada, it's about an hour and a half uh, ferry ride from Vancouver, a bigger city. Most people know it. Um, I used to live here. I grew up here actually, uh, but then I grew up and I moved away kind of halfway through life, around 10 years old. Um, I studied uh, in Vancouver, uh, did high school there, did um, post-secondary with college. Um, I went to Douglas College, shout out to my communications people. I did a certificate there. Um, and then I went to BCIT, shout out to BCIT people. Oh man, it's, it's a crazy time, but I really loved every moment of that. Basically, if you don't know, it's kind of like a, it's a very intense school where they get you to do a lot of hands-on stuff. Um, and for me, that was broadcast journalism. So you're kind of just running around and you're really getting your hands dirty. You're, you're doing internships um, off, I think it's in second year. In second year, doing internships. But first year, you're kind of like just getting your hands dirty and getting used to holding a TV camera knowing what that feels like, editing um, on different programs like um, Audacity, which I actually am using now. Um, it's all these kind of fancy programs that they're teaching you how to use and and really shaping you to be ready for uh, broadcast, which is TV. So, so yeah, that's mostly <laughs> what I did at BCIT. Um, and then I moved back here to Victoria. Um, and right now I work as a a journalist full-time um, with a local news outlet um, we mostly do print but because um, it's a weekly newspaper but we do also do online too so it's kind of the back and forth um, I'm Filipino and Peruvian um, I love playing this game with people that I meet for the first time or I ask them what they think I am and they oh okay they always get Filipino but they never get the Peruvian or very few people have gotten it um, only a handful of people in my life have correctly gotten it. Um, one of my friends got it the first time he, he, uh, I, I asked him, which was funny. Um, but it, it's a, it's a fun mix. I, my parents, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know if we want to get into this, but my, my parents met in Victoria. Um, my mom's Filipino. My dad's Peruvian. They hit it off and the rest is history. And I was born here. My sister born here. Um, hence her name being Victoria because they met in Victoria. Um, yeah, uh, my passions in life besides, I guess, journalism, uh, my career is hiking. I really love hiking a lot. Uh, the amount of things that I, places I mean that I've gone to that I would never have expected have been through hiking and meeting and getting to know people a lot better have been through hiking. Um, 
I was talking about it with in the episode just the last episode with Azzy but uh he and I we we hit it off in like the first time we went hiking together uh funnily enough because he wasn't um my first choice to go hiking with another another friend of mine was my first choice and he ended up being busy so then I (laughs) ended up inviting Azzy and uh we ended up starting a friendship from there and then we got really really close um yeah that was a fun time and there's just something about hiking it's it's painful and i get people that are like not at all exercisey if that's a word i know that's not a word but uh like getting outdoors and building up a sweat but there's something halfway through maybe even three three quarters of the way through where your brain kind of kicks into gear and you're like wow i'm actually enjoying this but believe me first half of it i'm not enjoying it either just as much as anyone on on their couch is <laughs> is enjoying anything so that's something that i'm passionate about uh i don't know i like trying new foods um i do meal prep uh, most of the time ever since at least moving to the island about like a year ago um there's something about just making four to five of the same meals that is great because it teaches me a new way to make like a a dish and actually get better at it and then also saving money which is fantastic when you're on a budget and you want (laughs) to you want to save your money you know because we're all i mean i'm a younger guy like just trying to save money so i can you know hopefully go on another trip sometime soon when all of the pandemic um eases up which i really don't know when that's going to be and i'm not i'm not holding my breath honestly but you know when that day comes that day will come so i definitely recommend trying meal prep uh i feel like a a mommy blogger but meal prep honestly lifesaver you get some good meals out of there i've done like i guess chicken teriyaki stir fry like um what else have i done done like a butter chicken done like um chili chili oh chili is i i could go on for days chili is a lifesaver you can put it in anything you can make it a quesadilla you can make it a burrito you can make it like i don't know it's great why am i talking about chili don't ask me why um and then lastly <laughs> uh working on this podcast it really has been a passion of mine because uh for the longest time i even a year or two before this kind of came to fruition, I was talking with people in my life saying, I really want to have a podcast, but I just never did it because I, I don't know, I I let worries about what it would sound like and what it would feel like and how it would be produced get the better of me. Um, I also, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but I just really wanted something good to put out in the world and I just didn't feel confident in my abilities to produce something and it also didn't help that like the people that I wanted to interview at least first of all for the first and second episode didn't want to be interviewed (laughs) so uh it was kind of discouraging there and at the time I was in BCIT and working a part-time job and I was very busy so I was just like you know what there are bigger fish to fry and I've got school projects to work on um so yeah I just moved on from there but besides that, yeah, um, guys, this is the 10th episode of Before I Die. Um, and quick disclaimer, I don't want to, I'll get into it at the very end of the episode, but this will be the last episode for the season. Uh, we're going to end off with this and then 
we will see where we go from there. But stay tuned at the end of the episode. I'll make sure to kind of add a little bit of what I'm expecting to see um, and what I'm hoping comes of this because this has been a really fun ride. Um, I'm going to start <laughs> going down the, the list of things in my life that kind of stand up because usually during this time I talk about how me and my guests know each other. But um, that is not an option here because it's just me. So um, uh, let's just let's let's approach it from this angle. OK, so um, <laughs> I don't know if you call you guys believe in like the main character storyline. It's a big thing in TikTok. I mean, I have my own qualms with with uh, TikTok qualms, qualms qualms i don't know one of the words um and everyone's like oh like you're the main character guys like you got to focus on you and make sure that there's highlights of your life just playing like romanticize your life and eh, i mean it is what it is you can romanticize all you want but there's still going to be up and down days definitely um i just want to kind of hit on a couple things that kind of stick out to me at least in the past couple what was it maybe two or three years of my life uh, that have I've been really thankful for and I look back to and I'm like wow that was an amazing experience um, so first of all um, this sounds so so typical of, of uh, a bucket list podcaster to say but jumping out of a plane in Hawaii um, I went skydiving with my dad about two years ago we went to Hawaii it was first first boys trip uh, we'd never been on a vacation together and we decided to go because it was relatively cheap during March, like spring break of my first year at BCIT. And I, I was like, you know what, this is gonna be fun. This will be great. Uh, we went on a ton of hikes. And then in the back of my mind, I thought to myself, you know what, what if you went skydiving? Like, is is this something that you'd be willing to do? Because um, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a crazy risk taker, but I seek adventure. I like adventure. Um, I'm, I'm scared of a ton of stuff. I mean, like, Hey, I don't like spiders. I don't like snakes. I don't like sharks, but throw me out of a plane, sign me up. So the day before, uh, it happened, I signed up on my own, um, at the Apple store of all places. So the next morning I woke up, we were supposed to wake up at like five or something. Uh, long story short, missed the the shuttle that was supposed to take us up to uh, the jumping site, which is on like the other side of the island, which I believe we went to Oahu. So the other side of Oahu. And I was bummed, but I had already paid for my ticket. And I was like, shoot, um, we have to do something. So I called an Uber and my dad and I went all the way to the other side of the island. That cost, oh, it cost like $100. It was insane. Um, so that was a fun little extra cross cost that I paid out of pocket which I should have been smarter and not as dumb and just woken up early so long story short uh we arrived at the place where we were going to jump and my dad this entire time had been trying to talk me out of it he was saying you know what listen you're not going to do this you're going (laughs) you're going to die now this is like my my dad who doesn't like to see me do crazy things and I mean hey I guess that's understandable every parent doesn't want to see their kid (laughs) jump out of a plane every other day um so he didn't want me to do it and um at the time we were both pretty overweight so you also had to factor in an extra cost to um pay for extra pounds (laughs) yeah you had to like i think every five pounds they charged you like 
I don't know the cost, but let's just say like five pounds, like an extra three or five dollars to jump out of the plane. <laughs> Maybe because they want to get more money out of you if you're a bigger uh, risk to <laughs> to dying. Who knows? <laughs> but anyways, before I was about to sign my life away, my dad goes, you know what? I'm in. And I was like, really? And he said to me, yeah, I mean, I've lived my life and I'm if, if I go today, then I'm good to go. And I was like, wow, this, this is a moment I have to remember. And, and yeah, I was the first one out of that plane, uh, later that, that hour, um, jumping out and my dad was right behind me. And that feeling was insane. That feeling was amazing. I can't describe it. You feel, if you've played Wii Sport Resort, y'all know like the island, right? you look out onto the island of Oahu, you feel like you are literally in that Wii game. I don't know if you guys played it. It was so fun. You got to play skydiving and link up with people and then land. It felt surreal. You felt like you were floating almost. Um, And then the guy pulls the cord and you're like, oh my goodness, like, this is insane. Um, We're like sailing towards the ground. Um, But besides that, that was such a memorable moment. I, I really can't put into words or like describe something similar that would feel like that it really just is indescribable um another thing that that also was a really big moment for me i think was i mentioned it uh in azzy's episode climbing mount fuji that was something that i had on my bucket list for god knows how long i hiked panorama ridge uh for those who don't know it's a place kind of nearby vancouver um i would say maybe like two hours drive um, an insane lake where you go to the top of the ridge um, and you can look down onto the lake and it looks like Kool-Aid, like straight up Kool-Aid, bright blue, bright blue water, um, freezing water because it's glacier water that's melted. So that's one of my must do hikes during the summer. I definitely have to do it this year. I haven't been able to do it yet, but it's coming. And when I do it, it'll be amazing. And my feet will want to fall off because it's 30 Ks. So that'll be fun and we'll see how that goes uh lastly i would say that a big moment in my life um if you're looking down like the the movie reel would be moving out on my own um i first moved out last march so that was march of 2019 um i learned that i had to take on a lot more responsibility um literally sundays these days are you know, once I finish work, I go grocery shopping, I go, I do meal prep. If I need to, I need to do my laundry, um, adulting, all these fun adulting things, clean my room. I'm perpetually cleaning my room. Uh, I've also learned about myself that I'm perhaps more social than I think I am or think I was. Um, just to briefly touch on it in high school, I was pretty introverted. I kind of kept to my own groups and people that I knew knew me and I was comfortable in those groups and I would talk, but outside of that, it was pretty, I was relatively quiet. Um, but then the more I kind of just went down the journalism road, I, I really forced myself and became the person that I needed to be, to be the journalist I am today. Um, which would be someone that doesn't waste time, uh, dreading to call someone to interview and go, Oh God, please like, don't answer the phone. Please don't answer the phone. Hi, hi, this is Aaron Guillen calling from blank, blank, blank. How are you doing today? And I would have to like switch that mode on and off to find that difference between me in real life and me as the journalist. 
Um, I think those are sometimes blending every now and then, but there's still like, you know, I'm not completely that journalist or that personality that you, that you see on TV or someone you see on social media in journalism. Uh, it's a part of me, but it's not all of me. And I've learned that I've been able to, I guess, divide the two, which has been a really great thing. All right. So I don't want to waste any more time. So let's go into the first part of why we're here today. So the first part is, what did you check off of your bucket list, Aaron? Um, you guys know about my Japan trip that I took with Aslan, uh, and that was last year in 2019. But I did take a trip to Japan the year before, and that was on my own. It was a solo trip. A um, lot of a lot of things happened. It was it was a really big learning experience for me because that was the first trip that I took on my own. I, I, okay, no, I'll admit, I was pretty nervous about going into it, you know, a country that doesn't speak English as its first language, and for context, I don't speak any other language besides English, so it was a big cultural shift just for me to be there for two weeks on my own, and to try to figure out, you know, um, what to expect and what to do, but, you know, I had done my research, I was mostly prepared as to what to face, so two years ago, in June of 2018, I went I took my ticket and I and I went there. Um, before I <laughs> go into it, though, little side note, Henry, if you're listening, uh, my buddy from high school, he he was supposed to go on the trip with me, hence that was why I almost you know wanted to go in the first place. I was like, let's go with with a friend, and I signed him up, and he <laughs> he last minute had to bail unfortunately because his uh, visa wasn't coming in time. Uh, very long story, but basically his visa wasn't coming in time and he found it about two or two and a half weeks out and I was freaking out temporarily, maybe for a day, mm -hmm. three to four hours maybe. And then I kind of just accepted my reality and I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess I'm going on my own question mark. Um, so yeah, let, let's go back to the trip. So I'm on the flight. I arrive transit there is absolutely insane um the their their subway systems are so high tech and so intricate that you can get lost very easily unless you pay attention to <laughs> google maps which has been which was a lifesaver for me uh because when the the names of the stations failed me the colors the color coding helped me to the nth degree uh thank god for color coding and the million lines of skytrain or skytrain <laughs> of subway that you can take in japan so i landed i went all the way to osaka which is um was the farthest place i went to southern which isn't too far um on the shinkansen which is a bullet train it's a very very fast train that kind of takes you across the country um I arrived in the hostel because I stayed at hostels throughout my whole time there. Um, and there was no one there initially, but the next couple of days there was people. Um, I, of course, didn't really talk much to them <laughs> because that's just me. Um, I just went exploring a lot of food, a lot of really cool food. I think the first day after I arrived, I went to a roundabout sushi place and I was fascinated um, because I don't know if you guys have been to one before, if you have a place in your city where there's a ton of sushi restaurants. And even though there are sushi restaurants here in, you know, Victoria and Vancouver, um, there wasn't something like a roundabout sushi place 
is that am I saying that right? Um, roundabout sushi. Do you guys know? You guys know what I'm talking about. It's a place where it's on a carousel, like a carousel style sushi, um, and you just pay for the plates. So like color codes the plates with the amount of money you'll have to pay for per plate. So that was that. That was fun. There's also a lot of amazing temples and shrines. Um, a lot of beautiful places of worship that I got the chance to visit and try to understand the practices of. Um, I still know, I, I admit, very, very little about it. Um, but it was very beautiful. Um, and it seems like it, it was a very cool mix of tradition with technology in the way that these temples and shrines would be interspersed throughout a city, even Tokyo. And it would go from high tech to, um, I mean, low tech. I mean, it just uh, an older temple, you know, something that si seriously has stood the test of time. Um, but by the end, it was almost like a dime a dozen. <laughs> um, and I enjoyed them still, but, you know, they were more like, oh, another another shrine. Cool. Another temple. Sweet. Very cool. Very cool. Um, another thing that I ended up doing was going on a day trip to Nara, which is a nearby town from Osaka, to feed wild deer there. And they're, they're, they're specifically known where you can feed the wild deer because they just walk around. They just roam I remember feeding them um, these cool little like deer crackers. That was a lot of fun. Um, I tried insane versions or flavors of ice cream. There was one that was soy sauce, but it was like kind of sweet. So it was like, it tasted kind of like salted caramel. I can't describe it, but um, yeah, I did that. I During this time, you do so much walking throughout the towns. Um, the amount of podcasts that I listen to during this trip in Japan was insane. Um, I can't count the amount of hours I just spent with my earbuds in my ears walking around. So just, yeah, a lot of podcasts. Um, at that time, I think I was listening mostly to Jenna and Julian, um, which are YouTubers, uh, Jenna Marbles and her boyfriend, Matoki Maxted, which had, who had his own podcast as well. I don't know if he started it then, maybe, I'm not sure. Um, and then Megan Batoon, another amazing uh, YouTuber, uh, really, really inspiring. All of these people really inspired me. Um, and then I went to Kyoto. Now, Kyoto, I honestly believe is my favorite city in Japan so far, and I have to visit more, but it's at the top for me because it had a lot of amazing sights, and it felt very Vancouver. And for the people who have not been to Vancouver, it's, it's a perfect blend of city and nature, where, you know, in Kyoto, you could just bike to places and you would be in the countryside in an hour and then you'd be back in the city in another hour. Um, highlights from that city would be the Arashiyama bamboo forest. The best time to go, though, is super, super early. I recommend even whenever I went on these trips very, very early. Visitors are low, so that's the key time to go. Wake up super early go to places, and then just take like a mid-nap or like a mid-rest stop at like a coffee shop. Just rest up, charge your phone, um, because that's the hottest part of the day. I mean, it matters when you go in the year, but usually in the summer, it was the hardest part of the day. So I would rest up and then go on other things in the in the evening. Um, and then the last one was Kichi Kichi Omurais, and that was a video that I... Okay, I found this out. 
through a BuzzFeed video because at the time I was, I don't know, I was addicted to BuzzFeed. At this time now, I'm, I don't know, I've fallen out of it. Sorry, BuzzFeed, no ad for you. Um, where, I don't know, what's his name? Some guy from BuzzFeed went to a shop in Kyoto and the chef taught him how to make omurice, which is basically an omelet um, over rice. And he kind of made it a little more fancy where to the point where you could kind of slice the, the omelet in half above the rice and the omelet would split right open and kind of just melt into the, the egg. And it was beautiful and it was amazing. And I, on the off chance of discovering that video, the next day I walked by the place and I didn't make a reservation at all. And I walked in and I was like, hey, do you guys have any uh, spots open? They're like, yeah, we have one spot open. And I was like, dang, okay, I'm... I'm taking it. And luckily I got in. I don't think people beside me though got in because they were a group of four or five and that was unfortunate for them. But I got to eat to my heart's content in this tiny little hole in the wall, which had an amazing entertaining chef. I will not forget that ever. Um, so if you go, if you guys go to Kyoto, I highly recommend it. Uh, Kichikichi Omurais. Um, lastly, I went to Tokyo, and Tokyo is a giant city. I don't care what people say. It is it is literally a concrete jungle. It almost was a, a little too much for me, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, there was just so much concrete, it felt a little suffocating. Um, don't get me wrong, though. It's an amazing and beautiful city with a ton of cool architecture and, like, foods to eat. But it was so big. So, so big. I think... There are more people in Tokyo or in the metro Tokyo region than there are in Canada. So that's giving you kind of like a, a scope of how many people are in, the, in that small area. Um, yeah, basically a lot of people. Um, during that time, um, I was able to meet a member from Terrace House. Now people go, what is Terrace House? Now this is a reality TV show in Japan. Uh, brief overview basically three guys and three girls live in the same house and the only comparison I can bring myself to understand I don't know there, there's nothing like it I haven't seen anything like it on TV it's a reality show people usually ask oh is it like big brother are they locked in a house no these three guys and three girls can do whatever they want in the house in the sense that they can leave the house and go to work and they have regular jobs and they study and they they live their lives but they just live in the same house together um to share a common space um and throughout that you know most most of it revolves around you know getting to know each other some people are dating and um you know usually when people finally find someone to date then they leave the house but you know that's not that's never the goal the goal is just to find friendship and um learn more about yourself and just have a good time and meet new people so I was completely wrapped up in that series and I can't re recommend it enough. I love Terrace House. I will die by Terrace House. Uh, it's available on Netflix. This is literally an ad. I'm doing an ad for them. Um, no, I'm not, guys. Um, but I'm doing an ad like in my mind. <laughs> There's, I think, three or four seasons that are on Netflix. Um, I cannot recommend this anymore because it's such a blast of fresh air it's something that's not western culture it's not where someone's like cussing each other out um calling each other out so aggressively it's a very modest approach to uh confrontation um i mean that's a blanket statement but um 
it, they just take a very different approach to relationships and friendships and even dating and everything's just so so different and it was very refreshing to watch and I highly recommend it so there you go that's my time for the ad <laughs> but anyways I saw um, for those uh, Terrace House member Terrace House fans um, I saw Mizuki from the season called Boys and Girls in the City in Tokyo and she was a uh, what was she Oh, she was a barista at the time, and she was just trying to find love, and then she never ended up finding love, and she had to leave the house because she wanted to. Like, no one forces you to leave the house, but the moment you leave the house, someone else replaces you with the same gender. So, that was that. And, uh, yeah, I got to meet her. How did I meet her? Oh, it was because I saw on her Instagram that she was promoting the sale of some of, like, shirts that she made. And I, being in Tokyo, was like, I need to buy this shirt. You're in Tokyo. I'm in Tokyo. Let's make this happen. I remember copying and pasting Google Translate. I was trying to translate um, English to Japanese because I knew she couldn't speak fluent English. So I was messaging her and somehow we figured it out. And I met her at the cafe where she worked and she gave me the the t-shirt. I bought it off of her and I was like, this is amazing. Took a selfie and I was like, thank you so much. Like blah, 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 blah. Um, Very fun experience. Um... I mean, I don't know if people are just listening, being like, oh my goodness, you're such a whatever. But it was so fun. It was so, so fun. Um, yeah, there's no other way to describe it. Um, I think from the whole trip, I think solo traveling is fantastic. I don't know if it's for me. Um, going into it, I was, you know, leaning more towards introvert, but it was all relative. I mean, I I had already gone down this path of journalism, but traveling on my own was something new and something I really wanted to try. Um, but when I realized that I was there on my own, there was almost a limited amount of things. The, the fun that you have is really just limited to yourself. You really determine the fun that you have. If you asked me if I would do it again on my own, I probably would say no at least going to the same country on my own. Um, if it's somewhere else, maybe, but at least the place where I went, no. Um, it was a really fun time, and I had a great time also meeting people from my hostel, um, but I would have, and I did end up, you know, meeting more people when I was with uh, Azzy uh, the second time around, because we just, I guess, were naturally more social, since we felt comfortable with each other. Listen, I think that's kind of everything I meant to talk about for what I accomplished off my bucket list for that first half so hey we're gonna take a quick break while i'm gonna record the best piece of advice that i ever received and you can find that on our instagram page at before i die podcast i will be right back see you on the other side all right guys and we're back So before we get into the second half of our podcast, where we talk about what I still want to check off of my bucket list, we're going to launch straight into a rapid fire series of questions. So um, I don't know how I'm going to tackle this because usually I'm like aggressively asking a question to someone and then if an answer grabs my interest, I'll just stop them. But I'm trying to figure out how this is going to work. We'll play the intro music and I'll just take it slow. Um... Maybe we'll try to go a little fast, but for the most part, I'm just going to take it at my speed. And I'm just going to go into whatever I want to talk about if I want to talk about it, go into detail. So, here we go, guys. In three, two, one. 
All right, if I had a superpower, what would it be? Um, I would definitely say flying. Uh, biggest pet peeve would be when people see my messages and don't respond to them. Why you gotta do that? Why you gotta do that? Um, what was the most memorable nickname that I had growing up? Um, the only one that comes to mind was R, and it was my mom that called me that. I don't know how she called me that, but it was just R. Also, my dad called me Kevin um, because of Home Alone. I don't know why he made the connection, but for the longest time, and still every now and then, he just randomly calls me Kevin. Don't ask, well, yeah, that's why. I was gonna say don't ask me why, but now you know why. Um, who would play me in a movie of my life? Oh, dang, I never thought about that. I should have thought about this. Um, I would say I want a Filipino person to play me. So let's go with a guy from The Good Place, Manny something. Um, what's his name? Good Place, Manny. Yes, Manny, Jac Manny Jacinto. He's a Filipino-born Canadian. Oh my gosh, he's Canadian. He was on Good Place. Um, fell in love with The Good Place. It's an amazing show. Uh, one day you would never want to relive again. What would that be? That is a tough question. I don't, okay. P brief pause. I. This is a uh, good question as to why I asked this to my interviewees because rarely any of them have an answer um, or at least something that, that is like good. Um, <laughs> sorry guys. Um, and what what day they would pick because most of them just say that they enjoy their days that they live and you know it it builds them towards the person that they are today and I completely understand that one day I though would never want to relive again is the day that I like popped my knee for the first time that happened in high school um, my right knee I was dragging it when I was on a swing it's like a circle swing where it kind of goes in circles um, and I was dragging my foot and my knee just popped and there's not I forget the specific name. I want to call it a something subluxation. And my kneecap popped out of place and then popped right back in. And it was the most painful thing oh, that I had ever felt. But in that moment, I felt a ton of adrenaline. And I was hysterically laughing, being like, guys, ow, like, ow, ha, 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 ow, this is, like, really hurting me. And no one believed me. They were like, you're fine. Shut up. And I thought to myself, wow, this is really painful. And from then on, I've popped it every now and then. Um, there have been fun times when I've popped it out, other fun times that I've, other not fun times, should I say, that I popped it out, and they might have been on hikes, and that also was not a fun time, and I don't want to go back to those days, you know? Um, first celebrity crush, mmm, Vanessa Hudgens, definitely High School Musical, uh, yeah, Vanessa Hudgens, when was the last time you cried? Uh, hmm. Oh, I, <laughs> I cried today. Um, for some reason, I was feeling emotional, and I was at work, and <laughs> uh, I pulled out a video that I've gone to before to cry. Um, it's of this Korean woman who talks with her, her mother, um, but through the voice of a 10-year-old actor. And the 10-year-old actor and the woman are in the same room, but then the, the mom is obviously just kind of somewhere else. And they're using this kind of uh, Amazon Alexa or some sort of speaker to mute when the woman is talking to 
the girl to tell her what to say to the mom and then she unmutes it when uh, she wants the, the young girl to talk so she kind of took her back to a moment when she was 10 years old and she saw her mom crying in her room and saying like i wish i was there to hug you and i wish i was there to comfort you when you were in your your moments of kind of grief and i don't know guys something about it just triggers me it really does and it kind of takes me to like i don't know it takes me to a place and i just i just cry and it's a good cry it's a good cry i highly recommend that video to watch if you want a good cry um what is the best thing you've ever eaten wow there are a lot of good things in my life that i've eaten i would say lately though ah oh, korean fried chicken is next level the sauces on those on those bad boys oh man they're so so good um describe your most embarrassing childhood moment in three words Ooh. okay i'm not gonna get into this <laughs> uh we're gonna go vomit charcoal elevator and that's all i need to know what are you most addicted to instagram i try to limit myself actually i set a 20 minute timer to to remind myself to stop using it but every day i go over um what are you most afraid of i am most afraid of failing my own expectations um not being the person that i set out to be or um dream to be um what's my go-to song in karaoke now this is a fantastic question because i love karaoke i'm gonna make it short um anything by abba let's just go with like waterloo or mamma mia i don't know abba is a great band love them if there was one food that you would erase from existence what would it be olives is the answer one thing you will never do Ooh. Ooh, mm. I will never go to a palm reader. I don't know. I don't believe in that stuff. It's kind of just a hokey pokey to me. Okay, so now we're done. Hey, we're, we're done on the questions. Uh, on to part two. What do you still want to check off of your bucket list? Um, so, this is a great question. I am going to say that I want to do the Pacific Crest Trail. So for those of you who do not know what this is, this, I've, I literally haven't been talking about anything else besides the Pacific Crest Trail to my friends <laughs> and, and, uh, and roommates and my family for the past like three weeks. Um, it is a long distance hiking trail. Um, it's called a hike. They call, they call these things, uh, hike through i believe where you're not going from a to b and then back to a you're going from one point to the second point and you just finish it um but the thing is with this is that it is let me pull it up it is over four thousand kilometers it is four thousand two hundred and seventy kilometers so it goes from the border of california and mexico to bc it kind of exits near off nearby Kamloops. So this is an insane hike. Um, I don't know how I found this. It was the YouTube algorithm. God bless the YouTube algorithm. I was looking up a lot of hikes that I wanted to do over the summer. And this one YouTuber just popped up in my recommends. And her name is Alina Osborne. Very inspiring. Um, 
beautiful cinematography that she captured on the trail. She brought her video, her, her camera, and she filmed everything, and she recorded it, and she edited it all together, and with amazing voiceovers and experiences that she shared, and it really inspired me. Um, on average, this takes about four to five months. I think she did it for like four and a half. Um, most people go, obviously, over the summer, so, you know, say April to September, probably, if it's four months. Wait, April, May, June, July. Okay, maybe you could start in April and then end in July or, like, start in May, end in August, start in June, end in September, June, July, August, September, yeah. Um, it all depends on your own speed, and it really is determined by how fast you want to go, how slow you want to go. Um, there's a lot of up and downs, obviously. Uh, the hardest part is apparently this part called uh, the Sierra Mountains, and because you're going to hit snow no matter what time of the year you go in, because the, just the elevation is so high. So you got to be prepared for that. Um, for context, I have not done a hike through ever i haven't even done a a camp and hike in the sense that i carry the things that i'm camping with on my back and then go hiking and then unpack everything and then bring everything back i've only ever driven places camped and then just hiked without anything on my back so this is of something that is very new to me and I just find so much connection to nature. There's just something about nature, really. Like, it's it's even on a spiritual level, honestly. Um, I mean, I've made it pretty apparent. I'm I'm, uh, I'm Christian. I, I believe in God. Um, you believe what you want to believe. Go for it. Um, but for me, I, you know, I really feel the presence of a higher power. I feel the presence of God in nature. And there's just something about it that makes me feel that peace and calm. And I really love it and I can't get enough of it. So that's something I really, really want to do. Um, the steps to kind of do that though, mm, I've done a little bit of research from the very little research I know, it costs between four to 8,000 US dollars, depending on how you're spending your money. Because, you know, if you're hiking, um, you're, okay, you're hiking, you're carrying all this stuff on your back. So you're gonna have to refuel every, I think Alina said two to seven days. So every now and then you're always going into nearby towns from the trail to pick up stuff, to refuel, and also you'll send yourself boxes along the way or get someone to send you boxes uh, where you can completely, you know, change shoes and change, uh, I don't know, um, cooking canisters for your meals and stuff and those those sorts of things. Um, and, you know, I like to think that my legs are the strongest part of my body. Um, <laughs> when I was losing weight probably two years ago, it was... I mean, I have no upper body strength. I'll be the first to admit that. But my leg strength, I don't know. It's it's pretty it's pretty good. I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot, you know? It's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. But nature calls, and I have to answer. And I just want to be out there. And I hope I can make that happen one day. You know, I'm saving money, doing my best, doing meal prep every now and then um, to, to, <laughs> to make that a reality. So we'll, we'll see. And hey, this quarantine has been a fun time to say the least as to the the itch of the travel bug just kind of getting at me and I just want to get out oh man the the yearning that I have to get out of this country and just to see the world is exacerbated by this pandemic 
by this lockdown. Like, you know, when you're told not to do things, you're like, I need to do things. So I just want to get out. But I understand, you know, we got it. We got a social distance. We, we can't be, you know, meeting a million people in the next month or two. So I completely understand. I get it. I get it. I really get it. Um, I don't know how I filled this much time, honestly. Um, but hey, we've come to the end of our time. But before we do, as with the theme of the podcast, I don't want to leave this convo without leaving anything unsaid before I die. So I'm just going to give advice to myself, I think, that I need to hear. Um, and whether that applies to you, go for it. Um, things that I've just learned. But I am a person that needs to learn how to say no. And all of my life, I'm just going to, yeah, most of my life, I stretch myself out, I think, a little too thin, accepting things that I can't accept, um, taking on things that are beyond my reach, are beyond my comfortable zone. And I think that's why I do, that's why I say yes to a lot of things is because I want to say, hey, like, it doesn't feel comfortable, but I'm going to do it. But there is a line where I have to realize, hey, like, you're taking on a lot, dude. And it has led to burnout every now and then and, and feelings of burnout and, and the, f- the feeling that, you know, am I just on like a hamster wheel, just running around, just trying to do my best? Um, and when will that hamster wheel end? When's that, when's that chance where I can just take a minute to breathe? Cause sometimes, Hey, I'm not going to lie. It does feel like we're just kind of all zooming down this road in this rat race, just continuing on with our lives, even though there's a pandemic going on. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know if, if you need to hear that today, but I know that that's something I need to hear to myself. Um, yeah, that, that's mostly it guys. Um, thanks guys for listening. Um, going towards the future. I don't want to give too much away, but we're going to take a brief break, um, while I enjoy the rest of my summer, trying to get the most I can out of it. And we'll hopefully be back soon. Not sure when, but stay tuned on the social medias before I die podcast. That is the main way you can find me um, and all the things that will be coming up because we're going to be back with the season two and I'm excited about it. Um, it'll probably be another 10 episodes. In my mind, we're going to talk to more people that inspire me, more people that really um, I look up to, people that I want to learn more from. Um, and that is where we're going to take this podcast. And I'm excited to take it there and maybe even to adapt the the podcast style. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys have thought about this first uh, season. Also, please make sure to leave a rating. Um, I don't think I've, I've said it at all this entire season, but rating, I believe on Apple Podcasts, helps me a lot. So give it a five-star rating um, and tell me what you liked or didn't like about it. I mean, if you hate it so much, give me a five-star rating and then tell me what I can do to improve. <laughs> so I keep that five-star rating, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the ride. And uh, always question, what do I want to do before I die? See you guys next season. Bye.